I'm Andrew Sherman. I'm a Texas transplant who has always been in pursuit of art as a career. I've played in bands, pursued an acting career in Hollywood, but I found it behind the lens of a camera here in Dallas, Texas. I was born in New York, I've lived in Chicago, Los Angeles, Austin, but I love Dallas. There's a magical artistic scene in Dallas that mostly goes unnoticed to the outside world. This podcast is focused on what makes it so special and the people who make it thrive artistically. If you don't live here, and even if you do, you might not have heard of them. This is the Dallas Famous Podcast. So who you gonna be? Who you gonna be when you're all grown up? Who you gonna be? Who you gonna be when you're all for us? Yeah, who you gonna This week's guest is Vera Hernandez. Vera, also known as Vicious Velma, is a fantastic Dallas-based photographer who has her own unique style. Her focus is on punk and hardcore, but she also shoots big shows for the Dallas Observer. Her black and white style, which catches the raw energy of a show and especially the audience, can only be described as visceral. If she's not shooting at her home base venue Three Links, then she's out on the road with your favorite local band. We're a couple of photographers, so the conversation starts before the podcast, and we do get in the weeds a little bit, but I think you'll enjoy this chat. Yeah, like talking about weird ones, though, like the share one, like we were only allowed the first two songs. Right. And then I was mad after that because like, so I couldn't stay for the show. I didn't buy a ticket. Um, and they were like, they were like 125 at the door. And I was like, no, right. I'm not doing that. But then I heard she had like five different outfit changes throughout the whole show. Uh, are you kidding? Nope. That's weird. You know, the the one for me, uh, Gorillas was interesting because they have all these guests and stuff on every show. So they didn't, I think we got to shoot like the fifth, sixth and seventh song. Then they sent us out and then we came back for like four of the last five songs, including like most of the encores. It's bizarre. That's kind of cool though. It was great. It was awesome. I mean, and I got to see the end of the show. I mean, well, I left right for the last song, but that's perfect because then you're not in the traffic. In the traffic, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty tight. Spoiled. No. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm going to actually introduce, I may leave that in, but I, I'm okay. like, we got uh, Vera Hernandez. Is that right? Yeah. Vera Hernandez. Vera Hernandez. And it's Vicious Velma. Yeah. Uh, I think I know how you got the name, but you tell me. Uh, so like it was it was like in ninth grade. I lost my glasses or broke them like five times in one semester. <laughs> so like the broads who used to bully me, like they would just always, Bincha Velma, losing her glasses. Uh, well, that's lame. <laughs> yeah. <it> was, <laughs> <laughs> but you own it now. But yeah, now I, then I ended up owning it. Nice. And I, yeah, I didn't know what to go by. And I was like, yeah, Velma. I like you know, it. I just lost my glasses last month, so <laughs> it still tracks. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, where was that? Where, are you from Texas? Uh, I'm originally from the Philadelphia area. Okay. Uh, Norristown, PA. And then I moved here, but I went to school in Louisville. Okay. Oh, so Louisville, like like the high school or? Yeah, Louisville High School, Huffines Middle School. Okay, so you grew up here, basically. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, and so I guess probably a better first question would be music like when did music enter into your life as more than just something that's in the background um i guess like late middle school early high school just like the older kids used to always like talk about shows after like a weekend mm. and then i started like listening more to like what venues they were going to and there was one like a mile and a half down the street from where i lived called fat daddy soundtrack mm -hmm. so i started going there like okay. sneaking out of my house to go to shows. Just whatever show. Yeah, just whatever show. And, and then... What kind of music was it back then? It was like punk and metal. 
so that's how you got into that originally? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's punk and metal. And then yeah, Tony Hawk Pro Skater got uh-huh. me into punk music. Uh, okay. And then, like, my older cousin, she was into punk at the time. Like, she was heavy into, like, Bad Religion and The Offspring. Mm. And then I wanted to listen to, like, faster, more aggressive stuff. So then I, like, I went off on my own. Okay. And is, you play music too, right? Yeah. I play bass, guitar, keyboards, and drums. Were you, oh, wow. So you can be your own band, essentially. Yeah. Not a very good one, but. <laughs> <laughs> so were you playing early on, or was that something that came early? Or? Uh, yeah. Um, so, like, instead of, like, a quinceanera, I wanted a guitar. Uh. Instead of, like, the big, like, flamboyant Mexican party. I was right. like, no, I don't want that. Save your money. I want an electric guitar. And they did that? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. My mom was kind of against it at first. She was like, what? She's like, but the family, like they want to come celebrate your big party. And I was like, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't uh, want all that attention. Like for real, save money. I just want a guitar. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a cool mom though that she, she yeah. gave into that. Yeah, it was cool. You're playing, are you playing in bands or you're just jamming at home or? Um. Well, I do have a, I have a band. We haven't played in like a year and a half. It's called High Life. Okay. <laughs> the champagne of bands, like Miller High <laughs> yeah, Life, yeah. the beer. Of yeah. course. It's uh, me, Leah from Rose Garden Funeral Party, mm-hmm. Will. Uh, our drummer right now is kind of rotating. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Dylan from Rose Garden, but then it was also Charlie from uh, Upsetting. Okay. And then, yeah, we just haven't played in a bit. We're starting to talk about it again, but everyone has so many different projects going on. Yeah. Um, and then I front a power violence band called Dagger Wound. Okay, wait. <laughs> power <laughs> violence? What, is, what does that even mean? It's like, uh, it's just like really fast and like ultra aggressive hardcore. Okay. Um, yeah, like our sets are about eight songs long, but the running time is like right under 19 minutes. Oh my God. Yeah, it's <laughs> That's awesome. <great>. That's awesome. <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. Getting out, right? <laughs> Um, let me back up though. So you're playing music, uh, in, you're in Louisville. Uh, when did like the camera come into it? Oh, I didn't come into later. Um, so senior year of high school, I took photo J, uh, photojournalism. Mm -hmm. And then like, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Uh, we were still using film Mm because my teacher, he was like, he was a purist, you know, he was Mm. like, we could do digital. He's like, but no. I want you kids to learn the proper way. That's cool. So, yeah, he taught us film, and, like, we were developing our own prints and everything. It was really tight. And then out of high school, I ended up getting a job at a photo studio. Mm. And it was terrible. Mm. It's called Studio One to One. Um, that place is closed down, so I don't care about talking <laughs> shit about it. <them. laughs> um, and then there was, like, this punk fest called Fuck You, We Rule OK in Oklahoma City. And, like, I had to ask for a weekend off at this place, but I'd never done that before. Uh, and then they wouldn't give it to me off, and I wanted to photograph it, even though I've never shot a show before. So, like, essentially, I quit that job to go to this festival. My friend who got me the job, I asked her if I could borrow her camera for the show, <laughs> and she very graciously said yes, because oh. she wasn't doing photography outside of the studio. And then... After that, you know, I posted the photos and like all my friends were like, what? You do concert photography? I was like, no, I don't. (laughs) But then she like, my friend Jenny told me like, hey, just like keep the camera until I ask for it back. Like you seem to be enjoying yourself with this. 
So then I started like going to Three Links a lot and shooting mm-hmm. shows there. And then it just kind of just kept going. Yeah. Eventually it was like, like Scott would hit me up like, hey, I saw you take photos like last night. Can we pay you for those photos? Or like different band members would be like, hey, we saw some of the photos you posted. If you send us like the big files, like, can we pay you for that? And then, yeah, it just kept rolling from that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Because a lot of people that get into photography, the concert photography, and like they'll, they'll ask me or the same questions like, well, how much do you charge? It's like nothing for a long time until yeah. you're like, until people are asking you to pay you basically. You mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow, that's cool. Um, so, okay. But did that kind of, I mean, you were doing it and you're enjoying it. But did that feel like it was taken away from playing music or you didn't care as much about that? That wasn't like like your life dream. No, it wasn't really my life dream. I, I knew I always wanted to do something with music. And then once I started photographing music, I was like, ah, this is it. Mm, yeah. Like, this is what I'm enjoying more. Right. I love playing instruments. I love it. Yeah. I love filling in for friends and like in their bands and stuff like that. But I don't know. Photographing artists do the thing that they love and like photographing like the crowd reactions and just like everyone getting really wild, I think that's way rather. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something about your uh, style specifically. It took me a minute to even understand what was happening. I feel like you use flash a fair amount. Yeah, yeah. Like that's just it. I'm like, you're not supposed to do that. And I'm looking at your photos. I'm like, I don't. If I was doing that, I would just do it. I would just do whatever it took to get those photos. I mean, and, and yeah, you, I feel like some of your crowd shots, especially, are what what makes it so because like you feel like you're at this show and like for me it's a show i probably wouldn't be at so Mm -hmm. it's even cooler because i'm like whoa what that's amazing and i don't know yeah the black and white thing it never gets old for me yeah you know um uh i'm I'm gonna take it to the side for a minute before you got to so you're at the photo lab uh i just interviewed diana cox yeah and she said that she was in the texas national guard with you for a minute yeah what happened there (laughs) Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were in a BCT um, in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri together. Wow. Okay. And uh, oh, that's funny. Oh, I love I love Diana. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. Great. Um, well, during boot camp, I just uh, I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> I don't blame you. I was you. like, this sucks. Yeah. And I kind of just did whatever I could to get out. Right. Not the proudest moment. Uh, I mean, it's, you know. but so, I mean, what made you go there in the first place? Just something to make money or like you had a family that did military or? Um, no, it was really just like, I just wanted to get away from home. Yeah. I okay. wanted to get away from home. I wanted to do something that would make my mom proud. I wanted to do something that would make my family proud. And then it just kind of like all hit. I was like, this is not me. Mm. Like, that's not what I want to do. You know, so. It's so great. I mean, people, if they, if they don't know what Vera looks like, the thought of you <laughs> in the military is very strange to me. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was uh, <laughs> It was an experience. Yeah. Well, but it brought you here. So, Three Links, that's like, that was really where you got started. Yeah. Um, but then you go on the road all the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, tell us some of that, how that started to have, like, some of the first bands that were bringing you out. Uh, the first band that ever brought me out was Sniper 66 from Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been friends with them for a while. Well, I was a fan of theirs. And then we became real close friends. And then they did this big like month and a half long tour. And then uh, 
they brought me on to do merch and photos for them. Oh, cool. And then after that, well, I mean, I kind of got in a bit of trouble because, <laughs> like, they wanted me to, like, do merch and stuff, right? But I had my camera on me. And I was like, but I want to take photos. Mm. So I would sometimes leave the merch box Uh-oh. with like another band. Be like, hey, I'm just going to hide this here. Can you watch it for a second? Uh-huh. And then like, you know, at the end of the night, to be like, dude, you can't be doing that so much. It's like, I know, but right. you guys had such a wild crowd. Like, come on. Like, you're <laughs> I mean, not going to be mad once I give you these photos. I, and then they weren't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine like not not getting up and shooting if you're in that situation. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so then that I guess you like touring then. Oh, I love touring. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Like that's definitely what my main goal is, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I just want to I want to be like a tour photographer. Okay. Like yeah, I love shooting like clubs and different shows and everything, but touring is like a whole different demon. You oh, know? yeah, I can imagine like your every every place you go is a different situation. Yeah, different situation and then I like capturing like stuff that people don't see that like bands do because you know it's such like a like people have this idea of touring bands where like everything's super lavish and it's nothing but partying all the time and like yeah you play shows and then you're just partying and then it's another show it's like no it's uh you play the show you maybe get to party a little bit but then everyone has to like be back on the bus or on the van at a certain time then we got to figure out where we're going to stay. Then we got to figure out the best route to get there. Like vehicle malfunctions happen. And then uh, I like, uh, like once we get to the cities, I like scoping out different spots. Because like right after sound check, there's normally like a few hours to kill before the show. And it's like, hey, I saw this like cool building like a mile and a half down the block. Let's go take photos there. Mm. Yeah, That's I like cool. doing that stuff. What's funny is like I think of that as like hell. Oh yeah. <laughs> like just I don't know. I don't do well on the road. I mean, even when I was younger and I was touring a little bit, I was not sleeping well anywhere. So it just it I I envy the fact that you can get into that because it sounds like fun and yeah. I mean, I'm I'm shooting the same places all the time and it's great. But yeah, it'd be cool to get out and see some other stuff. Um, give us give us some. Uh, some of your favorite moments uh, in Dallas mostly, but if something's on the road too. Uh, in Dallas, man, there's so many. Um, one of my favorite moments when I first got like to shoot a bigger show, um, my friend's band, uh, Unity Texas, they're, they're blowing up right now. They mm. just got done with a European run. Uh, Chief Keef selected his band to open up for him, mm. and it was at... Was it Curtain Club? I want to say, right before it closed. Mm. And um, yeah, so he invited me to go shoot them. And then, like after their set was done, like they were trying to kick all the photographers out. But then I saw Chief Keeps like like his crew off like off the side, like behind the barricades. And then they all came around the barricades and just started like filing to go up on stage. So I kind of just followed behind, <laughs> just like ducked my head down. And like when the guy like tapped me on the shoulder, I just like flashed my camera. I was like, yeah, no, uh, I'm with them. <laughs> and then, you know, got got some like wild shots of Chief Keef, like that, big crowd shots. That's like great. Him just like smoking blunts on stage. It was so tight. Nice. Oh, OK, cool. <laughs> um, how about in town? Like besides Three Links, what are some of your places that you really like to shoot? Um, let's see. 
I do like cheap steaks. Okay. Cheap steaks is pretty cool. It's a, it, I don't know, it gives me like a, a house punk show vibe. Because mm. it's like outside. It's like, a, yeah, it's like an outside stage and it's like gravel and dirt. So it's like, it's not the prettiest, <laughs> but like it gets really wild there. Yeah. I've seen like a lot of good hardcore bands play there. And like those are like probably my favorite shows to shoot. Right. Because it's just nonstop crowd killing and stage diving. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's also like the most dangerous. I've I've gotten a few bloody noses from those shows. Yeah, I was going to say, have you like broken gear ever? Or? Uh, just my flashes, really. Okay. But like, I always get the cheap flashes. Yeah. You know, like I'll like go to Target and get like the $40 ones. <laughs> okay. And like, I don't really mind that they're not that great because yeah. you're probably going to get broken. Yeah, you don't need show. an amazing flash. You just need to no. get the light on there. Yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do you shoot? Uh, Canon 60 Mark II. Okay, cool. I'm a Canon person as well. Yeah. Um, and are you doing any video with that too or? Um, not right now. I was doing some video stuff. Like I would do like video flyers. I've done a couple of music videos. I want to get more into video again, except like my computer's really slow right now. Mm. So I got to wait to upgrade that yeah. to start getting into that yeah. again. That's the editing is all about the, I mean, you cannot, I was, I had a jumpy computer and it's like, you cannot do anything with that when yeah. you're editing. It's the worst. So I saw that you have a clothing line out. Is that right? Uh, yeah. With uh, everything Elm. Elm okay. everything. Okay. I always get the name flipped. <laughs> Dyslexia sucks. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah. They hit me up last year. Uh, or I guess the beginning of this. Yeah. The middle of last year. They hit me up about using some of my prints for like their in-store like decorations and mm-hmm. stuff and then later on in the year like they hit me up again they were like hey can we like pay you again because we want to do a like a collaborative clothing line that's wow that's cool yeah so they like made patches and like sewed jackets and pants made like a really cool t-shirt and stuff out of it they're pretty uh, cool. And postcards, too. How, how do they do that? I mean, is like pictures of yours, or is it just stuff that you came up with? Yeah, yeah, they're like, they're my photos from oh, like wow. different shows. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. It's really neat, too, because like they selected a lot of like my favorite photos. Oh, like, just, did it, you, you didn't give it, that's what they picked, is the ones you liked. Yeah, yeah, huh. they just like screenshot a bunch of stuff that I had posted, and they were like, we like this one, we want this, we want this. Oh, that's cool. And like a lot of them were like bands from Dallas bands from austin and then just like a whole bunch of other bands like yeah. just like from all over the places that i've shot that's really cool that's one of the things that i've loved about the photography is like just how many different art things get spawned off of your art you mm-hmm. know like the, the my biggest claim to fame is i shoot forgotten space which is a grateful dead tribute band and someone in some asian country thought they were the grateful dead and so there's a pair of converse with my picture that says grateful dead but it's those guys that's awesome. Yeah, I wish I had a pair of those. That's pretty sick. It is kind of cool, but I don't know. You should, you should try finding some on eBay. I need to look. I mean, <laughs> one of my friends has them, so I have a photo of them. But I Oh, just, that's sick. Yeah, yeah. But it, n- nobody asked me to do it. It's not quite as cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that's sick. You got on my radar maybe a couple of years ago. And so I noticed, too, you have like a new wave 80s love as well, it seems. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, as much as I love punk, uh, that's 
mainly what I listened to. But that was, you're not, you didn't grow up in the 80s. No. You're way younger. Okay, because I did. So I just like. Yeah, no, I did not grow up in the 80s. Right, I didn't think so. And it'd look amazing if you did. Yeah, no, that'd be <laughs> sick. I would, I mean, I can only imagine what those shows would be like. I mean, shooting them, yeah, I, I can't imagine. I mean, I was, I would went to a lot of shows in the 80s. Uh, uh, I remember one particular Thompson Twins OMD. That was a, oh, that's that's so a classic sick. one. Yeah, I love OMD. Yeah, it was, ah, I did too, actually, for a long time. <laughs> I wonder if they're playing it around anymore. Um, I know they played last year at some festival in France. Oh, so they're around. Yeah, they're still playing. Because I don't tour. Uh, I mean, the name of the podcast, Dallas Famous, came from kind of like someone's like, hey, you're going to shoot that band when they go to Austin? I'm like, no, because I have no juice anywhere but Dallas if I even have juice here, you know? So yeah. um, maybe let's talk a little bit like photography for a second. Okay. Um, like maybe advice to young concert photographers specifically. Advice to young concert photographers. Um, I'd say just if you want to do it, just go for it. But don't expect to get paid right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get into it just because you think you're going to make a lot of money shooting concerts. Because that's not the thing. Do you think people do that? Think they're going to make money at it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I've had a couple of people come up to me like, hey, I just bought a camera. How much should I start charging? It's yeah. like... How, how many shows have you shot? Well, none, but there's just one big show I want to shoot next week. And who do I talk to? And mm-hmm. it's like, you've never even shot a show before. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. That's what you're aiming for already. But like, you don't, like, it doesn't work like that. No. <laughs> yeah. For me, the biggest thing was just learning how to shoot in low light. Yeah. It took me forever and the gear had to get up to a certain level and, um, you know, there was one show in particular, I remember, I won't mention too many details, but I was like, it was when I was kind of, I shot a few shows and I was feeling myself a little bit and just, it's like, hey, to, said hi to everyone, I'm going to send you these photos tomorrow. And they were like black, like there was uh. nothing. And luckily, I don't, I don't think anyone believes you at a bar sometimes when you're telling them you're going to do something. So nobody mm-hmm. really cared, but you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's funny. That's kind of how the black and white thing started with me. Um, I had my friend's camera and, uh, the business was playing over at three links. So, I mean, they're like a big, like skinhead band from like, uh, from England. And I was like, I don't know when I'm going to get to see these guys ever again. Like, never mind, like a small club, like three links. Right. Mm. So, you know, I borrowed her camera and like, I was just like looking through the settings and stuff. Cause it was like, it was a T3i. So it was like the newer T models. So I'm like looking through like the creative filters because I was like, what is this? Mm. Like you can already have filters in digital cameras because I always shoot manual. <laughs> right. So I accidentally forgot to take it out of black and white. Oh. And like you can't revert from black and white back to color if you're shooting that way. So I shot that whole show in black and white and I was like, crap. Okay. Let's <laughs> see how this goes. <laughs> and then I just like liked it and then just kept, kept going with it. Yeah. Except I didn't shoot in black and white. Yeah. Yeah, because you want to have that freedom. Yeah, but that's kind of that's cool that that that, that was a happy accident to say the least. Oh yeah, yeah. The gear, man. I, you know, for me, like I was at a show. It was a Paul Cawthon CD release show at Dada, and uh, I was I was having all these moments where I was like, God, I'm so bad at this because I can't get this like the dust out the you know when it like starts getting little speckles the white mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and I'm standing next to Mike Brooks. And we shot whatever. And the next day I looked at his photos and he had all the dust too. And I was like, okay, it's not just me. (laughs) (laughs) Like this might not be the end of the world here. Yeah. So, um, uh, 
like what do you got coming up next like some tours or like some big shows coming up well i'm talking right now with uh he's a dallas local artist um he used to play like trap music but now he so he went from trap to like punk and now he's doing more of like a new metal thing which i mean sounds like a weird progression but like he's killed it every genre Hmm. and he's doing like it's not that he's like moving with the trends, but it's like this is just the music that he loves more now. So he's like creating what he loves. And like, so he's doing a mini Texas run with Nate No Face. He's like from, I think he's like from Oakland or something. Hmm. I know he's from California, but like, pretty big artist. Um, so I got invited to do those three dates with him. Hmm. So yeah, nice. that'll be next week. Yeah, I think it's oh. sixth, seventh, and eighth. Oh, so this will be on way after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be on in like three weeks probably. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting so, like, ahead of myself. That one, um, let's see. Um, I'm oh. going to try to catch a few of those OCs shows in Austin. Okay. They're doing like four nights at Hotel Vegas. Mm. So, tell, yeah. tell us about uh, how Bruce Springsteen went. Oh, it was sick. Yeah. Yeah. It was so tight. Were you at the soundboard for that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I rented a lens. Okay. <laughs> I don't have a long lens, really. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I found that one place. What is it? Aperture Rent? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you could just like rent lenses there for like a day. Yeah. Is it online or? Oh, uh, no. It's an in-store thing. Oh, okay. Like you you do the whole process online and then like you go to the storefront. Interesting. And then like you pick it up and then you go back the next day or whenever you're supposed to turn it back in. Because you could choose how long you rent stuff for. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, all right. It gives me a little bit more confidence about yeah. wanting to do those bigger shows that like you have to shoot from way back there. Right. Did you have like a monopod or what did you? How did no. You, why you were holding that handheld? Yes. What? Yeah. How did you do that? That was um, just, uh, I was stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have my routine where I have a monopod and I have a stool because everyone's cell phones are way up in the air all the time. So yeah, it's like I did bring a stool this time. Well, that's I've, good. I've learned that. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get around that. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that, um, you know, you're shooting a show, a big show like that. You're either going to get two to three songs from the pit or the soundboard. Mm-hmm. And I mean, man, if you can get like, I feel like you were fortunate because he moved around. He didn't just stay on the stage. And oh, so yeah. you're able to get all that. Cause normally when you're shooting from the soundboard, you, you hope the lights change and they hope they do something interesting. Cause you're not, they don't, you can't move around and get good angles from there. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, you, man, I, I wasn't sure if you were at the soundboard or not. Cause those shots were all over the place. It felt like, you know? yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I was at the soundboard. It was, yeah, that was cool. Um, that night did teach me that I probably should get a monopod, though. Yeah. My arm was so sore. Yeah. No, I mean, I did uh, Coldplay, and I, I didn't even, we were in the pit, but I had the extender, and I had, by the third song, we had shot three bands. My arms were, like, shaking. You know? Yeah. It's just, like, so heavy. You don't even think about it, but, and then, yeah, I mean, uh, I just, whenever I'm, like, waiting to see a big show, I'm just like, please be the pit. Please be the pit. You yeah. Know? I was just, hoping this one would be the pit. I didn't even think he was going to let people shoot him. Somebody gave me bad information way back, but um, that's cool that he did. You know, there's yeah. a few artists that just don't let you. It's kind of frustrating. But, yeah, apparently uh, on this one, he only let three photographers in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was the sixth show into the tour. Mm-hmm. So, like, he had, like, all the photographers that applied on the previous shows, like, 
they were like, yeah, whatever, go ahead, shoot. Oh, and you got fed up with that? Yeah. Yeah. Eh, that people ruin it for other people sometimes. Yeah, I bet. But I'm glad at least he didn't completely shut it down. I got lucky too at Kaboo because like Sting only let certain people shoot, but he let like locals. So I got to shoot that one, thankfully. So that was, that was my biggest one to date probably but oh that's yeah. awesome yeah yeah Not, nothing else that you're excited like big ones that you down the line i mean some stuff coming up oh i'm trying to think um oh i'm going on tour in europe with uh suzy moon whoa that's fun yeah we're in europe uh i think i start off i start off in england um for rebellion fest and then just like germany italy uh romania and one of the shows is going to mm. be in like Romania. Mm. Um, and then it ends in, I think it's Sweden, maybe. I need to look over those tour dates again. Still, that's pretty cool. But yeah, it's going to be my first time over the pond. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Oh. I applied for my passport uh, like the end of December. Man, I can't so. wait to see some of those photos, especially offstage photos of yours there. It would be cool. Yeah, no, I'm really excited about it. Um, actually, uh, a uh, local punk band, uh, Noogie, oh. they're playing Rebellion Fest this year. Oh, so it's gonna be really cool to like meet up with them. Oh wow! I didn't, yeah, yeah. Do you do you do any other types of photography? Um, I mean, I do like. I wouldn't say fashion, but I do like portrait. I do portrait photography. That's like heavily inspired by like seventies fashion. Mm. I really like that stuff. I mean, are you setting like stylizing that, or are you just that's what you're just drawn to, or? Um. What, what do you mean? Like, I mean, like you you say you like that you like shooting that. Like, how are you like making that happen yourself, or how are you getting to shoot that stuff? Like, where, that's your own creative side kind of vision. Uh yeah, like I'll you know like friends who do modeling, mm-hmm. like uh, I'll ask them like, hey, do you have anything that like looks like this? Oh, I got you. Okay. And then, like, they'll show me some pieces, and then, like, I'll send them photos of, like, locations that I've seen around. I'm just like, ah, Helmut Newton would have shot there. Uh-huh. So, like, hey, if you're free and, like, you want, like, headshots or anything like that, like, I have this, uh, like, concept idea that I want to flesh out. Like, let's go. Nice. Yeah, that's um, fun. Is, is, are, is, can people, like, reach out to you and set up shoots? Are you available? Or are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, like Instagram DM works best, really. Okay. Um, because it's so centralized. Yeah. I guess. Um, but I also think I have my email on there as well. That well, we'll would definitely link, work. We'll link all that stuff. I just letting people know that they can reach out and, and get yeah. shots with you. Yeah, um, I any, love doing that. Anything else that we didn't cover that you were hoping to get out? Oh, you know, I do have one other thing. I want to take us down a little direction. Your experience of the Dallas music scene as you've lived here. I mean, I think it's remained pretty, like, pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Like, these younger bands that are coming out, like, they're just, they're ripping it full force. Right. You know? And then, like, it's cool seeing all of the bands that I, I guess, like, quote-unquote, grew up with, um, how much they've changed, like, how much they've cleaned up more. And, mm-hmm. like, seeing them get, like, bigger and bigger shows. Seeing them open up for bands that, like, they listen to a lot. You know, like all of these like old like legacy punk bands are like making the rounds again, you know, like Agent Orange, TSOL, and like a whole bunch of local Dallas punk bands are like opening up for them. And like, that's such a cool thing to see. Because, you know, like even if they weren't playing, they'd be there regardless, you know? Right. I mean, and those are definitely their idols. So that's got to yeah. be amazing to be able to play for them. 
thanks for coming over and sitting down with me and, uh, you know, keep up the good work and, uh, you know, we'll be looking out for your stuff. Yeah, thank you. I'd like to thank Vera Hernandez for being my guest. Theme song, Unstoppable by Salim Nerala. You can check out the Dallas Famous Podcast every Sunday and Tuesday on Deep Elm Radio at 1 p.m. and then again on all the podcast places. I'm glad you've been joining me every week and keep on coming back because there's a bunch more coming. <laughs>